Blog Talk Radio. This is the Shanice Lewis Show, the number one podcast for plus-size women. With your host, the queen of curvy conversation, Shanice Lewis. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, October 16th, 2023. Make sure you're following this show's social media pages on Facebook at The Shanice Lewis Show and on Instagram and Twitter at Shanice Show. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast provider and never miss a show. Today, we have a very special guest. Zach Miko grew up weary of heading to the beach or pool for fear of being judged for his body. Now a body-confident, plus-size IMG model and influencer advocating for fellow big boys living their most joyful life, Zach found himself fed up with the lack of fashionable big and tall swimwear options and decided to meet this need himself with the launch of the first collection from Miko's his very own big and tall lifestyle lifestyle brand. The swim line ranges from large to 8XL in sizes and features more, and features more modern, modern styles of big and tall swim trunks than most typically on the market, along with a tank top, hoodie, and additional shirts. In addition, the founding Migos, Zach, is furthering his advocacy for plus-size people in the corporate realm through his partnership with Big Fig, the first and only mattress brand to exclusively cater to plus-size sleepers. And Zach is also nominated for the 2023 Outstanding Big and Tall Model at the Full Figure Industry Awards, and we are so excited to have him on the show today. Let's welcome Zach. Thank you, Shanice. It's great to be here. Hey, it's awesome to talk to you. You've done such amazing things in a short amount of time. It's so much to talk about with you. <laughs> so let's start from the beginning. Growing up, were you uh, conscious about your body? And if so, when did things start to shift? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I grew up, I'm, I've always been a big kid. I've, I'm, you know, I'm quite literally big and tall, um, you know, six foot six. I've always been one of the biggest kids around. Um, and growing up, I did all the fad diets with my mom and with, you know, other people. I, you know, I did Weight Watchers and Atkins and you name it. I did it. I took a ton of diet pills. I was always doing everything I could to make myself smaller. Um, and it really wasn't until I somehow stumbled into uh, modeling big and tall that I even came close to accepting who I was. I, I, I didn't, I, I, you know, as a big person, a lot of the times you spend your whole life trying to look smaller. And right before I started modeling, I kind of came across the body positive movement on the internet, which existed at the time. It felt like exclusively for women, but even then it was, it was super inspiring to see, you know, plus size people not only advocating for themselves, but forcing brands to actually cater to them to actually like, you know, Hey, we have money. We would love to be part of this fashion conversation. And, um, women trailblazed that path and made such huge steps. It's kind of crazy that I kind of stumbled backwards into, 
helping do that for men. Yes. And um, so this podcast started 15 years ago. And so when I started this podcast, it was no big and tall men in the market. That's why it was exclusively geared towards women. But as things have evolved, men are making a splash and male body image isn't something as widely discussed as they do with women and girls. Would you agree? Oh, I totally agree. I, I think you grow up being as a guy, you're you're not allowed to talk about it. You're really not supposed to be talking about anything involving feelings. At least that's how I was raised. So the idea that you know, one of the reasons the body positive movement took off so well for women was because y'all talked to each other, y'all opened up, y'all shared, y'all had common experiences. You were vulnerable with one another, and that's something that's still to this day hard for men to do with other men. Um, it's starting, luckily. I feel like there's been a lot of progress made in the last five or six years, but it's. I think there's always going to be that stigma where, you know, as a guy, at least for the next generation or so, that you're not allowed to show your feelings. And luckily, you know, a lot of young guys are, are starting to shrug that notion off. Really, it's it's people my generation and older that we have to kind of kick in the head a couple times to be like, Hey, that I know you were taught this, but it doesn't mean it was right or healthy or good for you. You're allowed to have thoughts and feelings and insecurities and other people have them and we can all share in them. Now, let me ask you this. Um, Sometimes they say that women are judged on their looks. That's why, um, you know, it's more focused on that. And men, as far as their success and money. Now, would you agree? Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree that yeah, at, at face value, yes, um, I would agree that. But I feel like image is just as important to men as it is to women, especially it, it's funny because I feel like it's more as much as we worry about our self-image when it comes to, you know, what women think. A lot of it is is just trying to impress other guys, or I think your self image, how you put yourself together really dictates who you are in the world. And I feel like, you know, men are, a lot of men are focused on things like money and career and power. And because of that, that's why you have, you know, there's a reason brands like Brooks brothers have done as well as they did over the last, you know, hundred years. It's because men want to show themselves as, strong and powerful and handsome. We might not talk about it, but it's something that's definitely very important. And I think that, that I think it's just, I think it goes hand in hand with what men have been seeking. Mm-hmm. Now, prior to discovering the fashion industry, what were you doing for a living? What was, what was your life like? Um, well, I moved to New York City in, I think it was 2008, 2009. Um, I, I was uh, just out of college and I was uh, had enrolled in an acting school. I actually, funny enough, I, I was a musical theater major and I oh. came in to, I moved to New York City with the intent of uh, uh, pursuing theater. I then met the people on Broadway and realized I was hopelessly outclassed. Um, so I quickly made a transition, um, after graduating and did a lot more, um, film and TV and commercial and stuff. So that's what I was attempting to do when I started modeling. 
and you know, I'd had a couple of roles, a couple of, you know, one or two liners on like network dramas. Um, I popped, I did a couple commercials. I popped up here and then, but I was still bartending full time in order. Okay, to, so you never got so, your big break in acting. No, I mean, every little thing you think is your big break. You know, I got to say two lines with Jennifer Lopez on her cop drama. So I thought that was the big thing, but you know, it, 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 those little, it's hard to break out from those small characters into actually having characters of substance, but I was, you know, I was grinding, I was doing what I can. And then, um, my commercial agent ended up sending me in for a casting. I knew it was for target. That's all I knew it was for. And I had done, you know, some commercial work before, so I didn't think anything of it. Uh, what it turned out to be was man in any of their ads and kind of the rest is history i went in i booked it um even the, even at the uh at the casting they didn't have any clothes that fit me so i was like there's no way this is gonna happen um but they ended up liking me and i worked with them for a couple of months and that ended up getting a lot of attention and then um i was on good morning america there was stories in the new york times and the new york post and then those stories ended up being seen by Ivan Bart, the uh, then president of IMG Models. And I- IMG had, I mean, I feel like IM- IMG was the brand that took plus size models to that superstar level. You know, they had Ashley Graham and Precious Lee and like they had the A-list of plus size women so I was very excited and, you know, and Ivan was upfront with me. He goes, I don't know if this is going to work. I have no idea. This has never been done before, but I think if we're going to try, I think you're the guy to try with. And I was, I was hooked and I've been modeling full time ever since somehow. So that one opportunity changed the course of your entire life. Absolutely. It's amazing how often that happens. Like a lot of people always ask me, you know, advice to get into modeling or, and I can, you know, I can tell them technical stuff, but I always, the thing is whether it's modeling or acting, or if you're a musician or an artist or a writer, it's almost like talent comes second. You need to be presented that crazy random opportunity in many times in order to like take it to a certain level. And the reason you work hard and you hone your craft and you become and you and you you know up your skills and do everything you can is so that if you're ever presented that opportunity you're ready to grab it because mm-hmm. if you because you could be presented an opportunity and not have the skills or ability to take it so that's why you can always kind of have to stay prepared and honestly the only reason I was able to get into modeling is because I had such extensive acting and theater training that I was able to just kind of kind of fake it <laughs> just kind you of play act the role. like a model uh, exactly i was like playing the role of a model rather than knowing how zoolander to do exactly <laughs> so once you became a signed model was there a learning curve like who trained you trained you how did you know what to do on set um there's so much trial and error um it it was really kind of like a baptism by fire i was kind of thrown into the deep end once it started when i worked with target um you know the staff there kind of helped me out because they knew i'd never done it before but target was different because um i was doing mostly e-com uh e-commerce which is when you know for just for your listeners when you go on the website and you're going to buy a t-shirt 
and you click on to the t-shirt and there's a model wearing that t-shirt, that's what e-commerce is. That's, it's the point of sale advertising. So it's not the campaigns. It's not the billboards or magazines or anything like that. It's just right, you know, click on the website. Oop, that's the t-shirt I want. I want to grab it. So because of that, it was a lot more, it was, it was simpler modeling. You know, I, it was pretty straightforward. When I started doing more advertising and campaign stuff, my main thing was to watch the women I was paired with, because that was usually that that's how I learned most of what I did. Um, because I, I really focused on, you know, the curve and the plus models because they, their experience was closer to my own, still very different, but I, I didn't feel like I was learning much from the straight size models, but then I had, you know, people like Ashley Graham and Tara Lynn and preciously take me under their wing and kind of, and just watching them and, you know, so many amazing models, uh, Marquita Prang, Julie Henderson. It was really with the help of them that I kind of learned to do what I was doing. And then I started working um, with a model named Chris Collins. Chris Collins is amazing. He's one of, he's, he was like the face of polo for 20 years with Ralph Lauren he he's been around forever. He's amazing. And him and I he's started big and working. Tall? He's big and tall ish. Now let's say that. Let's, mm-hmm. So it's funny in the 1990s, um, big and tall models were um, just more muscular, straight size models. If that makes sense. Like they were a like, they, player. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, Chris played D one basketball. He was always an athletic guy. Um, so they would use guys like that. And then a lot of what they would do is once guys kind of aged out of the younger pool, those older guys started doing big and tall modeling. That was like the whole thing. So once he stopped doing, you know, like Ralph Lauren, he started working with a couple big and tall magazines and that's how I met Chris. And, you know, he was the face of Ralph Lauren for 20 years. So he was really a mentor to me. He really really showed me the ropes and I'm super grateful. Um, but yeah, there's no real, I mean, there are acting, not acting. There's are, there are modeling, you know, courses and seminars and everything you can take, but I really learned kind of on the job and my, I guess my theater training came in to, I just had the ability to pretend I knew what was happening and pretend I knew it, you know, it was like improv. It was a lot of yes and. Like I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> oh yeah, and and I just didn't say no, and I just kept going forward. Now tell us some of the brands you've modeled for because now you have a great resume. I, I I'm very lucky to. I've I mean as I said I uh, I I've worked with over fifty international brands. Um, I mean I've worked with Levi's, LL Bean. Gap, Old Navy, um, <clears throat> Joseph A. Bank, uh, Men's Warehouse, Dockers, um, Savage X Fenty, uh, Dolce & Gabbana. Uh, I'm sure some brand is upset with me for leaving them out right now, but it's been a lot. I've been very lucky <laughs> to, to do what I've done. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've, worked, I've, worked with, with, I've, I've worked with a lot of amazing brands. So now, are you a full-time model and influencer, or do you still have a day job? I I was able. I was very lucky. Probably around, so I started modeling in 2000 and 
2012. That sounds about right. Or 2000 and no, 2015. Sorry, I have no no memory. Uh, 2015 is when I started modeling, um, and then I was for the, probably the first year and a half, two years after that, I was still working my day job and doing everything. But I've been like since you know late 2016, early 2017, I've been I've been at this full time and. You know, there's been scary moments, especially like the pandemic, where I'm like, uh oh, I got to go back to getting a big boy job. And I've just been lucky that the gigs have kept coming. I just keep, you know, working as hard as I can and doing as good of a job as I can. And I've been really blessed that um, I keep getting hired somehow. (laughs) Yes. And now you've launched your lifestyle brand, Mikos. Now, am I saying that correctly? I have. You are saying that correctly. It's funny. I. So I, I, it's it's basically my last name spelled phonetically instead of that, just because oh. I wanted a brand that um, existed um, kind of separate of me in a way. Like it was still my brand, but I, I didn't want it to be like Zach Miko presents. It was really like, nope, this is its own brand. I created it. I love it. But it, I wanted it to be for everybody. I didn't want it to be just me. Um, so, yeah, in 2020 in the middle of a pandemic, uh, <laughs> I founded, uh, Mikos. Um, it is a big and tall lifestyle brand. And for the last, uh, three seasons, I have done my swim line with King size direct. Um, who's an amazing, uh, big and tall supplier and big and tall store. And we have, yeah, we've done three seasons of swimsuits. As you mentioned in your earlier thing, we do sizes, large tall to i think we go up to 9xl now actually so we go and that was what was important to me it's one of the reasons i decided to to, um partner with king size is i really wanted to make a brand that was for us big boys like i i i everything clothing was always very exclusive and being my size and i know a lot of other big boys felt this way we weren't allowed to wear what everyone else was wearing um, mm-hmm. Just because it didn't exist. It wasn't provided. So when I founded my first brand, I was really adamant to start off with just big sizes. Like I didn't want to make, I mean, you know, I, I was, I was kind of felt, I was like, Hey, this is a brand for us. There's plenty of options if you're a straight size. Um, and, and I'm not saying we'll never do straight sizes, but for now I really wanted to focus on the big guys. So it was really important that not only it was for big guys, but it was for all big guys so many brands that start or extend to big and tall will extend to like three or four XL, which is a lot of guys, but there's still a lot of guys from that, you know, five to nine XL that just still don't have any options. So it was super important right. to me to provide those options for guys. And it was cool to start with swim just because I was like, that was the scariest thing to me growing up as a bigger kid. I didn't want ever to take my shirt off in the pool I was always making, you know, oh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, it's because I don't want to get a sunburn. That's why I'm wearing a shirt. And I was like, that was just an excuse. I was terrified. So I wanted to make a brand to help my fellow big kids and big guys, you know, feel a little more confident, have something cool, have something comfortable, have something just for them. Yes. And so you said you're starting off with Swimline. So are you going to expand to other areas with your lifestyle brand? That is the overall plan. Um, it's We had a lot of plans when the business started. Of course, as I said, we founded this in February 2020. So 
Oh, uh, no. And then, you know, the whole world shut down March 2020. So it was very much um, we've kind of been rolling with the punches as we've opened. You know, it's hard to be a new brand, um, but but we've succeeded. We're still here. We're still we, we I just had my meeting for next year's swim uh, swim styles you know, two weeks ago. So we're already getting ready for next season. So the plan is definitely to expand into a full lifestyle brand. Um, but right now where we're still proving ourselves in the market, we're really hunkering down into, um, you know, swim and resort wear and beach wear. Beach to boardwalk is kind of like our whole, our whole idea. And so the swimwear line is exclusively online, correct? Yeah. Yes. It is. Um, it's through King Size Direct, so you can go to kingsize.com and and you know type in Miko's. I mean, I always have the uh, the link in my bio to all of those stuff, so you'll be able to find it. Um, but right now, again, it's also October, and <laughs> so I don't know if everyone's buying swim right now. But we got great deals on uh, <laughs> great clearance that didn't <laughs> sell during the summer, so you can always check it out. Um, and it's yeah, online, right now, and they have a catalog too, because I get the catalog oh, yeah, from my yeah. dad. Yeah. Oh yeah, it'll show up in the catalog. Um, I think we also sell through. I know we, King Size will also sell through like Walmart and Amazon and whatnot. But uh, oh, okay. it's it's always easiest to go through King Size itself. Now tell us about your partnership with Big Fig Mattress. Yeah. Um, so Big Fig Mattress reached out to me. I want to say two years ago, I started working with them. Um, Big Fig's amazing. It's the first ever um, mattress specifically built for plus size sleepers. Um, it's rated up to 1,100 pounds. It is, it's the strongest, most comfortable thing that I've ever had. And I always, I've, I've broken many beds. <laughs> Just You're from, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, whether I break the base or, um, I get that thing where, so what they don't tell you is most mattresses are only rated up to 250 pounds per sleeper. So if you weigh more than 250 pounds, which I have since I was, I don't know, 14, um, you, you get that divot where you, where you, where you make a big impression. And after, after a year, you're sleeping in a hammock and you have like a hole on your side of the bed and there's mm-hmm. no support. And it's the worst. And we all just kind of, and I just thought that was the way life was. It was just something I had to deal with. Um, and then I met Big Fig and they're like, hey, we, I don't even remember if I posted something about having a shitty night's sleep. I don't remember how it all started, but Big Fig reached out to me um, talking about partnerships. Um, so I started doing social media for them. They sent me one of their beds. It's amazing. Um, it, especially if you like a firm, like I love a firm mattress because I've never felt a firm mattress, you know, mattresses always gave out under me because of my size. So, right. And the fact that I felt fully supported, I just loved. And then, um, after working with them for a little while, they invited me to be part of the big fig collective, which is actually their, um, plus size advisory board. We're a group of plus size, um, professionals who advises the company in, in what plus size sleepers and plus size people actually want and need and what kind of advertising is important to us and what kind of representation matters. And it's been a really amazing experience working with them. I've never worked with a company that cared this deeply about plus size people and plus size issues at like so many products have come out 
that are that are geared towards plus size people and it's just like you can tell it's just a cash grab they're just going to throw mm-hmm. something in there and try to get especially like when bigger clothing brands will be like hey we put two things up to a 4xl and they just expect everyone to like clamber for it All right um, big fig actually does deeply care the amount They've always been an amazing company, but just like their changes in messaging and representation that have happened since we started working with this Big Fig Collective have been really inspiring. And I feel like Big Fig is really setting the blueprint for companies that want to operate in the plus size space. Yeah, and I can co-sign what you're saying because I own a Big Fig mattress. And I think I've I've had mine since 2016. There's no dip, no dips or anything nothing they're so, great i i love it absolutely love it yeah so definitely if you're listening and you haven't heard of big fig mattress definitely google and check that out now mm-hmm. you always have something new and exciting going on you're nominated for the 2023 outstanding big and tall model at the 2023 full figure industry awards now are you excited about that Oh, I am so excited. Um, um, the team over at uh, Full Figured Industry Awards have always been amazing and supportive. They were one of the first people to really start celebrating uh, big and tall guys. Like that was not a, even in like the plus size space. The, <clears throat> the idea of men was, was, you know, people were slow to catch on. So Full Figured right. Industry Awards were the first people really starting celebrating big and tall and brawn guys. And um, I'm actually, I was so surprised to be nominated this year. Um, I'm so, so grateful. Um, I actually I feel like had this isn't your first nomination. Oh no. I actually had the honor of, I won and I, I won outstanding big and tall model of the year in 2021. Um, I, I have the trophy right on my desk at all times. Um, awesome. So the fact that I was re-nominated is really really touching and and i'm 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 very humbled by it they do it's an amazing ceremony it's an amazing organization and you know everyone involved tawana especially is just it's it's a great organization and they don't just it's not even like big and tall is like a token award because they do you know they do the outstanding big and tall model but they also do up and comers they also do you know, silver foxes for older guys. Like they, they really, they truly embrace and celebrate um, big and tall guys into the plus size community. So are you going to be there this year? That's the plan. Yeah. I mean, I'm there. I got, just got my, uh, my uh, red carpet interview time emailed to me. So Okay. <laughs> so, well, I look so forward we'll to meeting there. you there. Cause I'll be coming there too. Oh, fantastic. So, yes. Um, so who are you looking to connect with and collaborate with in the future? Oh, my goal has always been, um, so, so I've, I, I've always felt a responsibility to help further big and tall modeling as best as I can. And because I had a lot of doors thrown up open for me by um, the female trailblazers in the plus size industry. And I feel like it is my responsibility to try to throw open a couple of doors for the guys behind me. Um, One of the things still needed in men's plus modeling is more representation in the luxury world. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like we've really made amazing steps in fast fashion and commercial fashion and, you know, mass market stuff. 
you, it's it's very it's getting to the point where you you're it's it's commonplace. You you see big and tall models, and it's awesome. Um, that is not the case in the luxury world still. I was and so very when you lucky. say luxury, you mean Gucci, Versace. Oh yeah, Louis I mean the, the top fashion houses. I was very very blessed to uh, work with Dolce and Gabbana right before the pandemic, and I was like, this is it. This is the start of everything. But then you know the entire global supply chain collapsed. So it took a little while where a lot of those brands started rethinking their strategies. So I, I think it's still need. I mean, there still is big progress being made just as not as fast as we need it to. Um, I believe it was last, last fall, winter fashion week last year. Um, Tommy Hilfiger had two plus size men on the runway. So it's, it, that was a, you know, a first in the New York fashion week. So it's very, it, it's, it's slow, but it needs to happen. It's kind of like what happened with, um, with, uh, in, in the female plus model world, it was super, you never saw it. You never saw a plus size model on New York fashion week or Paris fashion week or Milan fashion week runways. And then all of a sudden you started seeing one or two, you saw, you saw Ashley Graham, you saw Preciously, you saw Paloma, and now it's expected and needed where you, where it's almost like, Hey, designers, you cannot design for a single body type anymore. We're not impressed. We're glad that you can still make stuff on the exact same size zero form you did when you were at FIT, but you know, you need to expand (laughs) You're, you're, you need to expand what you can do. And I feel like designers like uh, Christian Siriano have really done that for women. Um, and I, I just, I would love to see more big and tall guys working for your Gucci's, your Versace's, your back to Tommy Hilfiger and Calvin Klein and, and Michael Kors and, you know, Prada and, you know, all, all of the, everything that you, expect to see on a New Yorker Paris fashion week. I, I want to see um, guys in there. Absolutely. I agree. And so do you have anything else happening that we can be on the lookout for any new campaigns coming out, any engagements, uh, anything at all? I mean, I, you can always take a look. I, I, I will pop up in your LL Bean catalogs. I'm sure I'm all, I'm always working with those guys. Um, same with uh, King Size Direct. Again, next fall, next spring we'll be doing our fourth season of Miko's uh, swimwear with King Size Direct. So always be on the lookout for that. And um, other than that, I'll be happy to see myself. If you guys will be happy to see myself, uh, <laughs> things things have been going really good. I don't. It's it's funny how people always ask like well, what's coming up? And it's kind of the fashion world is so fast that I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea what I'm doing this month. I will end this month having done stuff. I just, I usually get the call for a job one or two days before the job, you know? So, so you, you are past where you go to the go sees. You're just a direct booking now. I'm usually a direct booking. I still go to go sees. Definitely. If, if someone wants to see me, that that's another important thing is you need to, you have to stay humble. This is still as, as successful as I feel like I've been. It, 
big and tall modeling at this level is still very, very new. So there's no mm-hmm. ego about it. If someone wants to see me to go see, if it's going to get me that job, absolutely I'll be there. I just, um, but, and you kind of have to be ready to take it no matter what. I was supposed to, this week, uh, I was taking, me and my wife were taking my daughter to Disney World for the first time. Um, that turned out to be, I'm going to fly with them to Florida <laughs> to take them to Disney World. The next day, leave them in Disney World while I fly from Florida to San Francisco to do an ad campaign for Levi's <laughs> and miss all of Disney World and then go oh, back no. to ride the plane back with them. So, and, and, and that's kind of what happened. I'm not, that is not complaining. That's just kind of something you have to do in this business is I, I I feel like I've been successful as I am is I don't, I don't say no, if I can make it happen, there's, you know, there's things I've said no to, um, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not turning down a job for a vacation. Like I feel like, right. That's, that's, that's money. That's the one, exactly. That job will pay for the vacation. Now my wife and daughter right. get to have a great time in Disney world and Levi's is paying for it and they don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> so what about acting in the future? Are you going to dibble dabble back oh into yeah that? i i would love getting get back into film and and tv i i've always loved it i'm i'm open i actually don't i don't have any um acting representation at the moment so that's something i i need i it's funny i was so this sounds weird i was so successful as a model that a lot of my contacts in the acting world died because i wasn't available i was always working Luckily, now, what, you mean they physically died or the contact died? Oh, no, died. no, 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 oh. no, no. They, like, they fizzled out just because, you know, I'd work with the same casting directors and directors all the time. And then they would ask me, like, hey, Zach, can you do this? And I'm like, no, sorry, I'm booked. And, you know, it, it's a good problem to have, you know. But so, but that's, that's definitely something itching in me. I would love to get back to it. It was my first love. It was the reason I moved to the city. I do miss acting. Well, I'm... Um claiming that some acting gigs are coming your way because you're a known brand now. So it's just natural going to be the I next hope step. So. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. So before you go, tell us your official website and social media pages so the listeners can keep up with everything you got going on. Um, as far as website goes, um, I'm not, it, it barely exists. So, so we don't have to worry about that. Okay. It does exist, but it's really just something for me to keep track of everything. Um, if you really want to know what's going on with me, you can follow me on uh, all the social medias, I think. I have the exact same handle, just at Zach Miko, Z-A-C-H-M-I-K-O. That's my handle on Instagram, TikTok, whatever Twitter's called now, um, <laughs> all, all of the things. So, Are you on always, Facebook? I need to get I need to get more on Facebook. I, I've kind of pulled away from Facebook in the last couple of years, and then I'm slowly realizing that's where uh, a lot of my audience has migrated to. So I need to step up my Facebook game. I do have a Facebook page at Zach Miko. Um, there's not much, you know, I haven't posted in years, so <laughs> I got to get better about in that. Years, oh god. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's been years. That's probably an exaggeration, but I I don't <laughs> use Facebook very often, but I do use especially Instagram and, and TikTok very often. That's like my main source of uh, social media. Got it. Well, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I learned so much about you. And anytime you have something going on, something new you have, um, you're welcome to my platform anytime. 
Well, that really means a lot, Shanice. This is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your day. You too. Have a good one. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. And thank you to my guest today, Zach Mikos, for being on the show. I've been your host, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. You've been listening to The Shanice Lewis Show. For more info about the show, visit ShaniceLewisShow.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.